Card presents Back Issue Bloodpath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. I don't care about the Dark Knight returning. I care more about the cat in the lonely city. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week we are looking at the 2021-22 miniseries Catwoman Lonely City came out through DC Black Label by uh, Cliff Chang. He wrote, he did the artwork, he inked it, he colored it, he lettered it, he did it all. And uh, I think the uh, the results were pretty damn good, don't you think? It is glorious. This is a series I bought because of a poster. Marketing works, kids. It was around the time that... Uh, the first posters for the restarting of Sega appeared at the same time in my local shop. There was a beautiful giant poster of the front cover of the first issue. And it was very Vicky Vale. Who's that? And I just had to have it. Yeah. I immediately asked the nice lady at my local to put it in my box raising. It was one that I saw the marketing campaign for and was like, I got to get around to reading that. And, uh, yeah, I picked up, uh, the hardcover copy. I know you picked up the issues. Uh, of course, it's a black label and 50 50 sometimes on how they do the formatting for it. But this specific one is the, uh, kind of black label signature, almost like album size. They, uh, they do more of a square format than your regular rectangular comics page and, uh, gives off a kind of classy, kind of cool kind of feel, in my opinion. I love them, but good Lord for storage. It's yeah. already getting real hoardery in here. And this, this size and this format, they also did this for Historia and some of the other kind of special titles they have coming out. And I, I struggle with it. I almost am thinking to reset the shelf height on my bookshelves in here. That's sort of like nice and tight fit a normal trade mm. and. I'm considering completely reorganizing because of these large format ones because they're just piling up and then they're hard to find because I can't fit them in the shelf so I can see the spots. Right, right. First yeah. world problems, y'all. Yeah, yeah. And they're not even big enough for the magazine boxes that you can buy yeah, at no. a comic shop because they're just slightly bigger than a magazine for a magazine box. So You betcha. Yeah. yeah. Not not fair, but still looks pretty cool. Sometimes I think that's what it comes down to. They're like, they'll raise these complaints and mm -hmm. somebody in the room will be like, yeah, but it still looks pretty cool. But it looks amazing. And I wouldn't want, have wanted this book or Historia to be in anything smaller because they fill every square inch of these panels, which is pretty, pretty, pretty. Definitely. Yeah. Now, yeah. so with the story for this one, 10 years ago, the massacre known as Fool's Night happened in Gotham. It was kind of like Joker's big last hurrah. And in his big last hurrah, he ended up sleeping with the fishes. But so did Batman. And so did Nightwing. And so did Commissioner Gordon. And based on the things kind of laid out in the aftermath and who they saw, Selina Kyle was sent to prison. Even though she was helping Batman, in this incident it looked like she was the reason for his death. And so she was sent to prison for a decade, uh, did some hard time in there, had some enemies. People thought she was the one that killed the bat. And then suddenly she gets out and Gotham is very, very different. It's now a place they've put aside all their superheroes, all their 
colorful criminals in their costumes and gone back to a very straight-laced society that has a very heavy authoritarian kind of feel to it. And their mayor is Two-Face. He's supposed to be cured, but is he? So Selena's got a lot to deal with when uh, she comes into this, and she decides she's going to go for one big heist. And the heist isn't for money. It's to break into the Batcave and find out a 10-year-old mystery. Find out what the word Orpheus means, which is the last thing that Batman said to her before he died. Yeah, kids, it's totally MacGuffin-y energy. However, it's not about the cave, although it kind of is about the cave, but it's also about the friends you make and the friends that get murdered along the way. Well, yeah, well, a, a heist story is never about yeah. the heist. It's about the planning of the heist. And the heist is just kind of like the after effect of it. And so, yeah, so essentially it is a big heist story and it's about somebody who has been spending the past 10 years feeling broken, looking for answers. And when she finds them, doesn't necessarily make her feel better, especially one specific answer when she finds out. And that, that to me kind of made me feel crestfallen. It's like, oh, so the one thing that Selena was holding on to in this life kind of gets changed. Mm-hmm. And we see, like, again, you know, life will go on for her, but we'll see. There's that's going to be like a stinging thing always in the back of, back of her mind, in my opinion. But also, and we have many flashbacks throughout the book, explains and confirms why they could just never get together. I mean, arguably one of the most optimistically preposterous things in the Nolan Batman movies is that old homie would ever just f off to France and have croissants all day. Like, that ain't our Bruce. Yeah. He's going to go out batarangs first. Like, that's how he do. This part of the story, it does break your heart a little. Uh, but what I love about the buildup to that is somehow Cliff Chang manages to give you every single, like, typical beat, every trope. You have the getting a team together. You have training montages. You have getting your new kit together you have the old old timer that might not have one more in them but somehow with the help of many steroid injections right to the knee joints from leslie is like i'm gonna do this you have your hero anti-hero telling people stay away from me or kicking them off the team but then them coming in to help save the last minute it's Literally every trope, but somehow this motherfucker feels fresh. I don't know how they do it. Well, I think it feels fresh in this situation because, like, especially in the Batman universe, because Selina is not Bruce. Yeah. It's an old lady being the lead. So that alone makes it. That alone. Exactly. But on top of that, it is a lady. It is Selina who Mm -hmm. has a very much, a very different outlook on life than Bruce did. If, If this was a story for Bruce, number one, He'd find the quickest way to get rid of the team he was working with. And number two, you wouldn't know how he's feeling. He would keep that close to the vest. Whereas Selena's putting it out there that there's something she has to do and she needs this team. But at the same time, she's worried for all of them, you know, and she's worried that she's not going to be able to pull this off. And she has a bunch of self-doubt and she like continually confronts it throughout the story, which is something you don't see with Batman. You don't see Batman confronting his own self-doubt because he wouldn't let anybody see that because that's a weakness. And I like the fact that Selena is the best at this, can do this without any problems, except for her own insecurities. 
she is the biggest problem she has to deal with in this story. Definitely. And her discomfort with the fact that she's becoming an anti-folk hero as well. Uh, you have the the creepy kitty cat masks that people start wearing in crowds when they're protesting in the streets. Like all of that, you know she doesn't necessarily want it and she struggles with that kind of attention dare I say devotion and that also kind of feeds the push pull with her and her team and her and her motivations and makes it ultimately more interesting than any sort of like tortured rich boy stuff from Bruce because Mm -hmm. she isn't like a cabillionaire who has a pain fetish and likes to go out at night she's somebody who you know came up from the streets all of her people are still in the streets and that's why the police can't find her even with all of their big brothery tech that they're getting for through means. And that's part of the whole cave story. So I don't want to spoil it all. Cause it's only four issues. Y'all you should pick it up. Like it's good. <laughs> and one of the things I do like that she does kind of embrace from her, I'd say fandom is the running bit of her asking people like, what's my favorite, like what's your favorite look of mine? Yeah. So you you have like horny youngs saying that they had her poster on the wall and you get like the different responses. And when one is like more of like the kind of sensible shoe, Selena, she's like, good choice. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas the the purple with tail and everything, she's like, probably just imagining how sticky dry that poster was over the years. Oh, I would think so. Yeah. My God. Yeah. She puts together a team which is made up of Crockmaster, the son of someone she was in prison with. That makes up another member. The Riddler and his daughter and Poison Ivy. That's the original team that they put together. And they have a strong plan. But then there's a feeling that, hey, how come the cops keep showing up wherever we are? And there's worries that there's a rat on the team and Celine makes a rash decision and goes, oh, it's got to be this guy. And when it's revealed on who it actually it is, it is the most confusing to me. It's the one thing in this story that I go, huh, that person was the rat? That doesn't really make sense because of what happened to that character in the second act. You know, it didn't fit with me. But it's my only real complaint with the plot. That was, it almost... Wasn't it like a mistaken rat situation? Like they were just talking too much it wasn't a yeah but still it's like when (laughs) like that's the thing i'm trying to figure out when would this character be around two-face and uh, be around mayor harvey dent to drop all this information so yeah i think it's more like you know hagrid goes down the bar gets drunk next thing you know he's bought a dragon but also given up some surprise information to the death eaters i think crocs is probably yeah well i just feel like it made that a much more complicated answer because it's just i like that it was like nobody did it on purpose yeah no that is good but it's like it went from one degree of separation to like two or three and the two or three are not shown in any way so it's sort of like oh okay you just threw out some information there and went so like it just felt like to me because you know always the showing don't tell is kind of much more important in comics Mm -hmm. to not give any kind of thread not necessarily the beginning, but at the end here to show this is when we got the info. That would have been a bit better for me in the story. But again, it's a small complaint compared to the rest of the tale. Really what I like about this story. Etrigan? 
<laughs> I was going to try not to talk about Etrigan. Fucking, but I will say this. Etrigan showed up and he didn't fucking rhyme. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> His appearance was pretty metal. I know you don't like him, but he was from the transformation to the kind of berserker tank melee mode he went into. And again, the not rhyming, and they didn't go crazy with the font either yeah. when he was in Etrigan form. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to try to bully you into liking him, but I'm going to say this is how he should be deployed more often. Yeah, sure. And I will yeah. say it was the probably the second least annoying version I've ever seen of him. So there you go. I'll give him that. What they did here with Harvey Dent was kind of interesting. So Harvey Dent is apparently cured of his mental ailments. He's supposed to be on the up and up. Sure, he still has the deformed face, but he's now fully back to one personality, and he's not deciding things by fate. He's living as Harvey Dent did before the accident, and he's the mayor. But in order to get like his stranglehold on the city, he took the one person that was his friend before he became Two-Face and turned him into this big, like almost banner poster movement to put himself behind by making all of Gotham police wear the bat helmets. So now they're the bat cops. So he's using the authoritarian nature of Batman and kicking it up a notch, which to me I thought was interesting mainly because I'm not a fan of The Dark Knight Returns. And we've talked about this on the show before. The Dark Knight Returns, if you actually go back and look at it, it shits on both the right and the left and goes for fascism. Mm -hmm. It says, you shouldn't have any rights. I'm Batman. I should be in charge. And that's what the book is. And when you actually break down that last issue, it is really saying, hey, fascism is pretty cool, guys. You should like it. In this, it's a complete, like, fascism is the evil that we're trying to defeat in this. And that is what I really liked about it because Dent kind of took all of Batman's teachings and turned them all to his advantage by using this authoritarian fascist kind of nature. But ignored some of the uh, oh, yeah, no, primary he, tenants. He took the yeah. bad and left the good. Yeah, he didn't use yeah. the good. Yeah, and added guns, which, you know, and we'll leave certain films and certain properties aside for the most part. Batman fairly anti-gun mm. for reasons, mostly yeah. crime alley. So Selena, I can understand why the people rally behind her because she is kind of a voice of the people, even though she's not trying to be. And she's standing up. She's trying to show individuality and democracy are the way to go. And of course, Barbara Gordon's also fighting for that. And they did a really good job, I felt, with Barbara Gordon, where she's presented as someone who's not trying to bring back the the old ways of superheroes and stuff like that. And he's trying to do, if the system was made to work, which it's not, it's made to only benefit certain people. But if it was made to work, Barbara Gordon's stance is the right stance. You know, it is the right, she's standing up for the people and the beliefs of the people. And that I thought was really well done with her character. Again, it's not overdone. It's not preachy. She's just there again, showing, not telling. Yeah. In a protest when she does get, roughed up by the cops, literally yanked out of her chair. Um, there is a moment where it's very on the nose after where she talks about, but it's honest. Like the only reason they didn't keep me in jail is because I'm a white woman yeah. who's also disabled. Yeah. She's good. I, if anything, I think she's kind of the one character that I would have wanted, if not more from a little bit 
different. I would have liked to see a little more of the spark of old Babs, but I'm okay with it because so many other, you know, either big or small guest appearances, whether it's in the flashbacks or even like that little Zatanna moment where yeah. <laughs> like they gave me enough of like, Oh my God, Jake, oh, you're here. That <laughs> it didn't matter that, you know, Babs wasn't giving like full Oracle kind of energy. Yeah. 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 No, I see that. I see that. Yeah. I, but- her best moment actually was, did you know my dad had like, dodgy hearing in one ear that's why he was so easy to sneak up on and it kind of takes the the wind out of decades of batman appearing and disappearing on poor old gordon yeah like oh yeah he wasn't even doing that much like homie couldn't even hear out of one ear once batman figured it out he just probably always approached from that side yeah no that that i like that as well i thought that was pretty good i thought the things they did with her were enjoyable like you said the zaytana cameo appearance was a lot of fun so we have to talk about outfits Okay, well, yes, we'll talk about the outfits now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say, this might be my second favorite Catwoman outfit. Obviously, number one will always be Darwin's reboot. However, oh, for a lady of a certain age, a cropped hoodie that's not too short over the old kind of catsuit, but that's been reinforced everywhere, including the knee joints. What a dream. What a great look. What a great idea. Like taking her old fit and kind of analyzing the strengths and weaknesses and then updating it, but also making it make sense for a lady of a certain age. What a great idea. Yeah. yeah. That, that hoodie katsu combo, but also like shouts best outfit I'd say of the series is when we meet poison Ivy again. And she's just, she's a little bit older. She's a little bit more full figured. So she's doing like a beautiful sort of, off the shoulder with some ruching we're getting a little like always a little um flower in the side of her hair if they were going to live action this 100 percent, it would have to be like a jennifer coolidge or some kind of situation like that it's so good her looks and later on when you know she starts doing her plant fighting the way her look kind of integrates with the tats that she has as well that Clochang's had and overall just like the look and the feel and the color it's just full-on paper girls bisexual lighting it's purples it's pinks it's <laughs> good time uh, but yeah no poison ivy is a lot of fun in this book and yeah she does look great i thought uh, when you're talking about people aging well i thought that uh, edward nigma the riddler looks a lot better older than he does younger in my opinion that like i can see why selena is kind of interested in this version of Edward Nigma because he's got a bit, he's got a certain swagger in his old age that he wouldn't have had before when he was, you know, a little bit smaller, a little bit thinner. Uh, here he seems to, it's like, it almost looks like he's, there's a content to mm-hmm. him and she really, and like, and it's drawn, it's in the drawing. And you can see that that's what Selena's kind of attracted to is that in all of this, all this craziness, he's the guy that appears to be like calm down, you know, like, like, husband material one might say you know he gets her he loves solving a puzzle yeah yeah she is quite a puzzle yeah she really is yeah this is probably my favorite edward and we know he's taken some swings he's tried to get in there a few times one in rome etc yeah those times those have just been little horny horny guy things like this this is an actual like this is a dude with a chance and all the other times he did not have a chance. Yeah. At the beginning I was sort of like, well, she just got out of prison. Like I'm sure hell, the Riddler look good at anybody after me. 
but <laughs> when they continue to smash, I'm like, okay, there's there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. There's something there that wasn't there before. And then Killer Croc also kind of has this uh, more full-figured form to him that kind of almost makes him feel like a muscular norm from Cheers, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And in the, the trucker hat is also giving kind of Florida man, but your friend from Florida energy, yeah, which yeah. I like for him. Yeah. What I really like about this book when it comes to like, we talk about how the art just looks so sleek and pristine and nothing is wasted. And that's by design. Cause as we said, as I said, Cliff kind of did everything on this, you know, where some people, when they are the writer and artist, they'll do it all at once. They'll draw the story and then work out the captions and everything later. What he did was he wrote this each issue full script and then he roughed out the issue leaving actually not even just leaving, but like the only thing that he would do finished on it is the caption boxes and the word balloons so that mm -hmm. he could make sure that the art looked good around it. And he wasn't just covering over stuff. So then once he was done that, he would then go eight to 12 pages at a time and finish it all and then color it, ink it, color it, all that sort of stuff. Then he'd move on to the next eight to 12 and because of that, we don't have any moments where there's an awkward placement of a word balloon or a caption or whatever. Everything is where it should be, and we get to see phenomenal art without it being tampered with, which is always great. Yeah, it's restrained, but then there's the odd panel where he's like, okay, I'm going to spend some time here. There's a beautiful tree. Beautiful tree. Close to the end. Don't want to spoil that as well. It's economical. But then when we get either intro stuff or flashback stuff, that's where you get that extra line work that really helps power through. Yeah. And it's the little story choices in the art that I like as well. Like when Riddler gives Selena his number, he writes it on her napkin and hands it to her. And when she looks at the napkin, it's all of the number except for the last digit, which he's replaced with a question mark. So like you have to figure that one out. <laughs> I thought, well, that's, that's kind of cool. Little telling things of the characters throughout this which i i really enjoyed also i really love when they break into the uh the chemical factory oh so fun yeah but yeah. like also like there's that scene there's the segment of scenes right here where they're they're trying to evade the the bat cops and they've got these these balconies these uh these catwalks and the flips and shit that they do to that it's like it's very cool and very quick like it's almost like you have to stop yourself while you're reading this and look at it Otherwise, mm -hmm. it'll just go by because it's done not all big stylized, but very much like it would be if they were actually doing it, which I thought was very cool. And it also shows the progression from when she, she first got out of the Who's Gal and was rusty AF to when she starts training with Lil Edie, getting that good, good right in the joints steroids from uh, Dr. Tompkins. So this is the point where, okay, like her joints are loosened up again. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, we get to see her really stretch herself to do some acrobatics. And it's just part of the whole, like, there's character arc stuff, but there's also kind of like physical stuff, emotional stuff that she's working through. You know that the flashback to what happened to her younger friend in prison is why she pushes some people away in addition to what's happening in the current day. It's just good storytelling, y'all. Like, this is like, this is good stuff. And even though it's a four issue... They leave open, like, we've got a little trainee, we've got a little, like, tech person. Like, this could be another series later on. Like, they really planted those seeds. I really hope it isn't, though. I really hope it isn't, though, yeah. because it's like, with the ending that they give, 
yeah. with the training and everything like that, the reader can go, oh, okay, and that's what's going to happen through the rest of the story. I don't want, I don't yeah. even want to hear, uh, no, but then this happens kind of thing. I'd rather it be, and the trainee ends up doing well and the defending of the city is done well. It, I, I, cause the worst thing, the worst thing I could see them doing is if they came back and did a follow-up story, the costume criminals would come back. I think I would not like it if they let other people do it. I would like them to come back to Cliff in 10 years and be like, do you want to do just another like type four? with the characters you set up from the last one. I agree with you. I don't want it to be sort of something that just becomes like everything else, but I wouldn't mind another four based in this version of the world. Right. No, definitely. Well, I definitely think you should uh, check it out. People uh, it's from DC black label. It's available now in a really nice hardcover. And again, that's the thing. I, the one thing I do like about these, these uh, black label books that are done in the kind of oversized format is that, if you get them in hardcover, they're pretty cool. Like yeah. They're very, like they, they're very nice looking, very cool on the shelf. It's just the issues themselves. If you get it by issue. Yeah. I got the, the, the other side of DC in the hardcover instead of the individual issues. And it, it is a lot easier to store that on a regular shelf. You're right. And the other problem that you don't have with the hardcover, every time I was picking one up, it was a real, I think one time I even, did I send you a picture one time? I was like in the comic book store, like, which cover do I get? Like, I don't know. They're both so pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the great thing about the hardcover is that all those covers are in the back along yeah. with the art and the layouts of Cliff Chang. So it's definitely worth checking out. You can pick it up wherever you get comics. Definitely pick it up today. We come to the end of another episode of Back to Your Bloodbath Patula. Where can the good folks find you? At Inatif.com on Twitter, Hive, Spoutable, Instagram, TikTok at Obesacantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T, and here with you. Of course, you can find everything I do over at geekardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at geekard. Follow this very show on Facebook at Backish Bloodworth, where we post a new episode every week. But the easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. And while you're there, say some nice things about us. Give us some some high ratings. And then sit back relax, take in your life, figure out where you are at this moment, figure out what you want to achieve, figure out what you're happy about, figure out the things you need to change to make life better, and then go out and let a friend know about Back Issue Bloodbath, because, you know, once you're done all that for you, do a little something for us. This has been Back Issue Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I'm Betul Have yourself a good... <laughs>